Welcome to Terms of Service, a new Pornhub podcast. This is a show where I, Asa Akira, a porn star, along with my boss, Alex Kukesi, the VP of Brand and Community at Pornhub, talk with people from various industries and points of view regarding matters of censorship, deplatforming, free speech, and the most interesting thing in the world, sex. Today, we talk with Curtis and KJ, the infamous podcasters and fixtures of the downtown New York scene, together known as the Ion Pack. We discuss their recent decision to unmask themselves, the politics of anonymity and transparency, their experiences with shadow banning, being sincere pilled, and what it means to be artfully provocative. You guys initially rose to fame anonymously. Um, You were in masks, which you recently removed and revealed your identities. So it's this weird or an interesting, I should say, parallel, because that's kind of exactly what my boss Alex is doing right now. Can you stop calling me your boss? boss? Is that making you uncomfortable? I fucking hate that. But you are literally my boss. Okay. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So that's (laughs) a girl boss. I'm gonna girl boss. I hate to see it. Well, it sounds like you hate to see a girl boss winning. I think do. I think we're socialists. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. This is a non-hierarchical. We're all bosses here. But it is this interesting parallel because that's literally what Alex is doing now: is unmasking, Mm -hmm. revealing her identity. So. Why were you masked in the first place? Well, we basically we had like an anonymous shit posting account. Like it was, we were That's posting really memes, awesome. yeah. um, kind of roasting and taking down people in the film industry because we kind of both come from music world where everybody kind of has a great sense of humor. And the people I was kind of interacting with in the film world had a horrible sense of humor and took themselves really seriously. Um, it, Which, and by like, is the definition of having a bad sense of humor taking yourself too seriously? I think so. Yeah, like they there seemed to be an overarching attitude that what they were were doing was so sacred that you know there was it was insane to think that you could make fun of it. Which is in the music world, it's kind of the complete opposite. Yeah. Like no one ever That's considers really it funny. sacred. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way about like the fashion industry. I was going to say, mm-hmm. are there people important like that? Ooh. That take themselves too seriously. Yes. We don't have to name anyone. We don't have to name anyone. I would say from the performer's end, not so much. Okay. But we have a lot of producers and directors that like really, really take themselves seriously. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so yeah, it's we in, make fun of film. them. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everybody is kind of self-serious at the end of the day. But with film, like film stuff is so hard to do and costs so much money that I feel like it gives people like this bloated artistic ego that goes beyond like kids who grow up in like DIY music scene or I don't know, just doing stuff that's lower to the ground. Yeah, that's part of it. But I also I also just think, just fully stereotyping, but I think that there's a, a difference in personality type where mm-hmm. in my experience, people in film seem to think that they're some real truth seer that they're kind of elevated above other people that they know how to they're kind of seeing the way the world works and they can expose it in this really unique way and and shine light on these things in a really unique way whereas in the music world uh everyone has a very low opinion of themselves and um everyone's Mm. like a depressed they want to look hot yeah i mean everyone's actually like way 
I think that doesn't give themselves enough credit. Like mm. even the most talented musician I know has an extremely low opinion of themselves. So was the anonymity like to, so that you could fully talk shit as much as you want and like not suffer the consequences? Or? Well, on the internet, there's like, you know, there's a level of anonymity to the internet to begin with. And like an Instagram account that wasn't posting selfies just was anonymous because we didn't have our names on it. There was no link to our own personal stuff. And mm -hmm. it kind of just went with the territory. It don't, we only like be kind of became truly anonymous when someone suggested we start a podcast and we were like, oh, how do we represent ourselves in the podcast? And we were like, we should you know, chop and screw our voices. Yeah. Well, it kind the the sexier answer is yeah, we wanted to, you know, talk shit and like yeah. do the secret thing. But I think more so than that, we were kind of just embarrassed about what we were, we were embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. Oh because <laughs> well, I was like making fun of people that like I really admired and yeah. looked up to and was super jealous of. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want this guy knowing that I'm making fun of him wearing well, Carhartt and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it also kind of just happened because you know, we were kind of making fun of really specific things that had to do with New York mm -hmm. uh, art world stuff. And fuck, then fuck people stuff. just kept saying like, who are these guys? How do they know this? Like what? And I was like, oh, people are really dying to figure out who's behind this. So let's mm -hmm. like play with that, you know? And it's yeah. like a pretty like insular yeah. group of people, yeah. like pretty insular Or scene. just it kind of to say the things we're saying, they're like, these guys have to, Fully, they have to be around. It's like someone we're with, mm -hmm. someone in oh, our circles. like a mole. So like, who is it? Yeah. 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 Is yeah. part of it that like, that you are just like behind the scenes guys and podcasting is kind of like a forward facing. We've we've been here a while. We've been yeah. in and well, around. The podcast, different. we already existed as an entity, I guess, um, for like two years before as the, the podcast. Unpack? Yeah. Long story short, after just kind of, shit talking online. Then we started doing these film screenings. That was the first time it kind of went IRL. And we did, we programmed a couple friends shorts and we wanted, we were gonna introduce it. We didn't wanna do it ourselves because everyone was still wondering who we were. So we hired an actor. It was like a 16 year old kid who we hired off uh, backstage. <laughs> um, Big shouts to Rogue Packer for that one. Yeah. And and he came and dressed up and introduced it. So then it just kind of built this like lore built from there, and we just went with it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I guess two years in, our friend Lucian Smith, who the artist who had been uh, like he he showed his short in our first screening and just kind of was I don't know a friend we had made in the process. Um, it was his idea, and he suggested that we start a podcast. Which we were very against. Yeah. He's like, you guys should do some come town shit. And we didn't, we had never heard of uh, Yeah, Cumbtown. I didn't even listen to, this was right before COVID. And we, we actually, we said no. I was like, no way. And but then, we talk on the phone for like five hours a night anyway until like six in the morning. So I was Why like, no? And why change your mind? It's because we're like self-serious artist people. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we can't do a fucking podcast. Because you have so no sense of like, humor. I don't know. It was also the era of everyone starting podcasts. I was like, during COVID, we don't need especially. To do this. Yeah. But this yeah. is like right before COVID. Okay. okay. Then COVID started and we had nothing to do. So we were like, okay. We went really yeah. hard and did May it. May as yeah. well. Yeah. Alex, do you relate to any of this of like when they talk about like why stay anonymous or? Um, no, like yes and no because I think for me it's mostly been like a question of safety mm -hmm. obviously like I'm you know coming into this role or the role is now official 
which is a promotion. I've been with the company for 10 years and I have like, you know, interviewed on behalf of the company or I've, you know, spoken to people, of course, in my time there, but it's been using a fake name. Um, cool. Yeah, for the whole time, basically. And I was actually told to do that, like, by my boss at the time. No, and in in porn, that is the norm, right? Yeah, we all have course. stage names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's for a reason. It's of to protect course, ourselves. But, like, I'm not a performer. I'm just, I just work for the company. But they were just like, no, like, you'll probably want to use mm -hmm. a fake name. And then it pretty quickly became apparent to me why, and this is something that we've, you know, we spoke about a little bit in a in a previous uh, conversation, but just, yeah, there is like even, you know, I, I don't know if people would be surprised to know this, but like there is a lot of doxing that happens for my colleagues. We as a brand are just really making an effort to be more transparent, like in general. And that's in part, I guess, like to combat just some of that misinformation, like about like specifically like the fact that. Yeah, people just don't know that. Like, they think, I think that Pornhub is like the Wild West, right? And that, right, like, right. kind of anything goes, and that's really not the case. Yeah. And we've been doing transparency reports. Is that past. guy, is that like the case with you guys at all? Like, it was oh, transparency, yeah. like, just the sake of transparency, like, a part of your decision to unmask or? Yeah, I think when you have a podcast and you're like, you know, giving your worldview and having opinions about a lot of things. You have takes and you have like, you're essentially telling people or influencing the way people are thinking about what's important to us, which is like art. Mm -hmm. um, there's a level of like, we should hold ourselves accountable for saying this and take ownership yeah. of mm -hmm. it rather than, it almost, it delegitimizes it a little bit for it to be from a shadowy figure. It's sort mm -hmm. of like, say that with your face out. Yeah, like put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. Were you scared, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, by the time we did it, no, not really, because in the beginning, intentional or not, or some mix of both, there was some kind of persona or character, and it kind of just got dropped very quickly mm -hmm. because it was way easier to just be very much ourselves on the podcast. Oh, so like you feel like pre-masking or pre-unveiling and post-unveiling like has the content is exactly the same. It is, yeah. yeah I would say the first few episodes we were definitely doing like an, aesthetic, an aestheticized anonymity where we mm -hmm. were kind of like playing into kind of like incel, Banksy, I don't know, like a weird meld of like different... No, we were. If you listen to those first few episodes... Yeah, I don't even remember. They're like really chaotic and like yeah, very internet-y. Yeah, just, you know, you couldn't tell what was true, what wasn't, like kind of playing up a persona. Then that we just kind of dropped that quickly when we realized like, that wasn't what people were responding to. Well, it got boring for yeah, us, it got, yeah. ultimately, it just kind of, creatively. But then when we started... It may be just not sustainable, right? Like, yeah. That sounds yeah. Like it a, was just... It, well, it got old after, like, we're two not episodes. Actors. Yeah. And then... <laughs> well, it's also just, like, who wants to listen so to something else? Me neither. So self-critical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just think, um, you know, the more we were just openly ourselves on the podcast, the better it felt. And uh, then we just started talking to people who listened and felt like we were actually, you know, connecting with people in this weird way. Just, this was over COVID too. So we were all locked up and like meeting people online who listened and having conversations. And I felt, I think we just both started to feel so much ourselves that they're just, it, the, it just had kind of run dry. There was no reason to not just fully be ourselves. But you guys aren't, weren't or aren't afraid of like being blacklisted in any way. Like you are, are talking about people with like, I would imagine and assume like a lot of 
power in mm-hmm. your industry, even if they are not like necessarily like the governing bodies, like they are, you know, people of huge influence. Well, there was a, yeah. there was a moment where our account was getting a lot of uh, like in our filtered DM requests, a lot of like reports that were sort of like thinking that we were like a de moi kind of account where we were going to like expose someone or like do something much more antagonistic. Yeah, like we were some kind of gossip account. Or gossip like people account. were trying to feed they were trying you to, stuff? Yeah, they were would... trying to feed us like, oh, <laughs> oh whoa. We, we got fucked on this deal with this big movie, guy. you know, like mm-hmm. famous Or like famous that anonymous stuff. producer account. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? It's like there's, it's, I think it's, the handle is literally anonymous producer and it's basically the Dumois of like just, yeah sets oh mm. interesting and i like all that stuff too like i'm i think there's a place maybe for that stuff but that's just not what we were doing we were like making fun of the way like filmmaker guys dress and stuff <laughs> like we were just like or just kind of like uh trying to speak against um because you know you you see online certain uh trends or particular artists that everyone loves to praise and then behind closed doors, you don't know anyone who cares about it or likes it and everyone's annoyed by it. So we kind of just were, had this attitude of, mm-hmm. let's just not not pretend that we all like this thing. Yeah. And then, so that was a, a constant thing where people felt very uh, validated saying like, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm just, it, it, I just felt like, and it made me feel more validated too because yeah. I would feel crazy with like, why does everyone love this movie or this, like this is horrible. Like what is it's performative. Like people are like yeah. low key, like not connecting with it, but they're just exactly. like, I think to be cool or accepted, I have to really yeah. make it seem like I really fuck with this, exactly. even though I think it exactly. sucks. Okay. And then you realize, oh, actually most people probably feel like me. It's just these aren't the people who ever talk online. So exactly. But then, okay, so like, which is more cringe? So true. Because it's like, because you're like, I should be liking this and I should be posting that I'm like at this party with these people or like at this like premiere Mm. or whatever, I guess. But then if everyone that I think is actually really cool doesn't like this. Well, yeah, I guess that was kind of, well, especially as an artist, I'm just, I I personally had a feeling a lot of like, wow, I I just like, no one has, no one shares my, like, I just don't like what other people like. Mm-hmm. And this sucks. I, how am I going to make anything that anyone likes <laughs> if no one likes this? You know what I mean? Then you start you're to realize, the only one. <laughs> yeah. Then you start to realize that you're actually not that unique at all. It's just uh, people mm-hmm. don't speak. Is up. that comforting or oh, yeah, is it disappointing? I think that's, I think that's like a great You're thing. not the only one. So you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I could see it being. I liked it. Well, it's remained it consistent too. Mm-hmm. Like our last episode was us talking about what won the Palm Door this year and how we think it sucks bad. Yeah, like we we essentially haven't changed. No, I, we're I always think... like punching up at stuff that like yeah. it, everyone is like it's something that's universally oh. accepted as like this is good, this is important, and it's like no, it's actually cringe and sucks. Yeah. <laughs> is that kind of a rule you guys have? Yeah, like, do you so only punch up? I I think it's important. To yeah, punch, punch yeah. Up. I'm a, yeah. You know, Would you the, punch down? <laughs> No, we've, we've I also try just, not to because people we've had certain people interested in coming on the pod whose work we don't like, and we said no because we don't like their stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that would make an interesting discussion. And I'm like, not, not really. really. I don't want to insult this poor guy. I'm sure he's yeah. a very nice guy. I just don't like yeah, what respect he does. for him. Yeah, yeah what's his the movies. fun in that? Yeah, right. I'm trying to like imagine if a version of this would ever work in porn. Like, I'm trying to imagine like to maybe performers anonymously mm-hmm. making fun of like 
Pornhub even <laughs> or yeah you know or like I've certainly made or like fun of Vixen <laughs> like or... some of the stuff we've done I was like Whoa. <laughs> a little cringy but... I I I can't help but feel like it would not work mm -hmm. because those people would quickly as upon re you know revealing themselves I think they would quickly get blacklisted and I also our industry is much much smaller right yes so, but then I also think that like the wrong people listening to that would do really shitty stuff with mm -hmm. it. It could be a lot more dangerous. Yeah. There's also um, making fun of something or sat doing a satire or something like needs some kind of love of subject and, or else it just Absolutely. is angry yeah. and bitter yeah. and then that's really cringe. That's what we talked to Jonah Hill about. So we made fun of him a lot, mm -hmm. but he, but for he, the right reasons. But yeah, that's what not he, he liked us. He's like, these are for the right. Yeah, he's like, yeah. these are for the right reasons. It's not like he, he was saying, like, you know, sometimes people make fun of the way I look or, and stuff like that. It's like, that's like, there's nothing interesting about that. It's just, it's not no, funny. No, it's angry just like, and not funny. Exactly. It's not very sophisticated or like intelligent. Just yeah. Like, yeah. When you're satirizing something that's, um, that you love and respect, you're kind of, shining a light on certain aspects of it, you're kind of actually serving as a critique. and in, More of a in, roast. In a, yeah. Exactly. Than like yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. talking those shit. Are, those are my favorite uh, cultural events yeah, that happen. Like a like a, on a stage with love, people making fun of people. I think it's like the most spiritually mm -hmm. helpful thing that yeah. people can do. Yeah. That's it's, how I like my relationships. Too. Same. We were just talking about yeah. that on the way over. Like roast me hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what it's... Um, I mean, if you want to take it to sex, that's the, that it's, if you're going to do, you know, raunchy stuff, you don't want to do it with someone who you have no respect for. That's feels gross. Yeah. That's actually like kind of a really interesting parallel. Like you wouldn't want to do, you know, even any time of type of like BDSM play, mm -hmm. like you wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be abused by someone, you know, he, yeah. no, the who dynamic, actually hates me. Yeah, exactly. I know because then the dynamic be beaten is beaten up by someone who loves me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And respects me. Yeah. yeah. So if you're gonna roast, you have to have some kind of mutual respect. Otherwise, it's just actually feels gross. It's like it just it shows a level of trust if yeah. you're if you're yeah. you know making fun of each other. Yeah. And you yeah, like which is also necessary other. in yeah. like a healthy BDSM dynamic. But do these people know you love trust. them? Well, that's the thing. Jonah, Jonah was one of, I mean, Jonah was like a main target of ours because he did a press tour for his first movie, mid 90s, where he was kind of like on a run of like calling himself an auteur. And he was like playing Orson Welles on Jimmy Fallon. And like he was just doing that, which he, I guess, after a while was like, yeah, that was super cringe and was coming from some insecurity about like, I really want to be a great filmmaker. And maybe I was doing it wrong. Um, it wasn't making fun of him, for, of him for things that, you know, the internet likes to make fun of him for. And even when we were making fun of him, I was still jealous. I was like, his movie's pretty sick. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just like, he was just, he was just doing his PR wrong. Um, but he was the first person who kind of stepped out and was like, you guys were, you guys actually kind of like changed how I was maybe thinking about how I was presenting myself to the world, which I was like, oh, cool. Hmm. That's really interesting though. Cause it's like, I wonder how many people would do that you know what i mean and like take it for because it sounds like you kind of like helped him in a way right yeah. like well he's taking that stance which i think he's just he's being very kind to us mm -hmm. in doing that but i think maybe there is some level of truth to it which is awesome because like i want that also like i encourage people to make mm -hmm. fun of us because i think it's actually helpful for us to 
get over like, oh, we need to look cool in this picture. Yeah. We need to say the right thing. I think about But he's this, so nice. He was a really, a really nice, nice guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Really I think about this concept all the time though, like how he was just straight up like, no, right? But I think all the time about how like, okay, like we have one interaction with a celebrity and mm-hmm. like that represents who they are to us and all of our friends yeah. and like yeah, whoever yeah, yeah, we yeah. tell the story to. And like maybe perhaps they were having a bad day or they were in a rush or yeah. Jonah's credit too. It's like his, it, it's tough for him. Like we went outside for a cigarette with mm-hmm. him outside of this hotel and within, it was probably like under five seconds. Was there was a guy it somehow already talking to us mid conversation. I'm like, so Jonah, you going to the Met Gala? Like you should come with our entourage. I was like, we're suddenly talking to this guy. We just, wa- the door is still closed. Yeah. It was like also in this kind of recessed like patio area off the street. So we didn't even get to the street and somehow just coming outside the door, there he was, was like a flock conversation of people. with a person he had never met before. Wow. It was, it was spotted unbelievable. Him from down the street, off the street, in this little. This, it, I, I don't know. Immediate I, I would crowd never swarming. I, it I was, was like, holy yeah, shit! You know, when you get to that level, yeah. I guess it's, it's a different life. Well, I even see it like when I walk. I was telling you this. Like we're telling you this. I was living it with you. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's happened so many times. We're just like walking down the street and people stop you and take a photo, and I'm just like, wow. Like of course, yes. Like. You're a famous person, but I it must, does it feel weird? Um, no, I, I like it because I, I, I like it because to me, I'm still like, it happens rarely enough that like, I'm like, oh, it's nice that like this person enjoys my work, yeah. you know? But I think if it were to happen, like every time I left my house. Yeah. Or like if your kids are there yeah, and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. And I think it would kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Are you guys afraid of that at all? Like with this unveiling and now you guys yeah, are like you public fans, figures? like scary fans. Uh, uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a couple weird yeah, ones. Yeah, but not, yeah. never in real life yet. It's just getting, you know, very weird, questionable DMs Ooh, other than yeah. that. But you're right though, that there's like a level of like the scale can tip with fame where it's like, there's a level of it that's good. There's a good level, yeah. Level where you're getting free shit, right? Yeah. Like you get seated at a restaurant, like that's a good yeah. level. Mm-hmm. There's but like a crippling like, like Kurt Cobain level where it like becomes like your life is no longer your life anymore. Yeah. It's strange podcasting too, because people feel like they really know you mm-hmm. if they listen. Mm-hmm. And they kind of do. They, they, yeah. they, like, do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's very strange. Podcasting is kind of a trap in that way where because you're talking for so long and there is this element of like you kind of forget that you're being recorded sometimes. So you end up like really going deep. It's kind of like that thing where like when you're in therapy and your therapist asks you a question and then you say the answer and then they say nothing. And then you feel like (laughs) obliged to continue talking. (laughs) There's like a, that's like, there's a, vibe like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. mm-hmm. you do really say things like you do go places where yeah. that's kind of, okay. So we Why were talking not? about this actually before we got here about like censorship within podcasts. Like, I don't know when you do the Pornhub podcast, like obviously I know that like for the brand and the purposes of the brand, there are certain things that like we won't talk about or mm-hmm. like things that we won't get into like mostly stuff that would like violate our own Anything terms illegal. of service. Exactly. Yeah. Do you guys have like topics that you won't address or like, yeah, basically just like guiding rules or guiding principles that you have to adhere to? Like not that you have to, but like you choose to adhere to. Politics. Yeah, okay. politics yeah. we don't talk about really. Um, 
which is be, has become an annoying thing because I guess then now not talking about politics becomes gets, political. It becomes a political thing, right? Is it just because you're not interested in talking about it, or you don't yeah, want to like polarize? I, if you want to hear about that kind of stuff, there's a million podcasts with people who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Sure, we don't talk about politics yeah. and Dime Square because everyone in our circle, it's like that's all they do. It's yeah. talk about politics and, and where the street I, they live on. Who wants to hear what we have to say to. about that? I, I, I think there is a weird any kind of. Uh, figure, especially a podcaster, everyone wants their opinion on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Or even every celebrity you want. I, who cares? I don't understand. I don't want it. Like, if I want to hear about politics, I'll listen to someone who knows what they're talking about, who cares about that stuff and knows sure. about that stuff as much as we know about the stuff we know about. You know, mm-hmm. I don't understand why you need to know everybody's view on everything. Do you guys know, because we were, so before we got here, we were talking about, Alex asked me if, um, are there any rules officially, like from, let's say, Apple Podcasts or Spotify oh, yeah. mm-hmm. or SoundCloud or whatever? Are there any official rules on, like, as far as content goes? Because I am ashamed to say I don't know. Yeah, me neither. We, they, def- they definitely, like, don't shove it down your throat. Like, yeah. Patreon, I think, probably has, like, a community guidelines of, like, no hate speech and stuff like that. Okay. But, but is that true for, I mean... I mean, like we Apple curse, podcasts. We, we curse a lot, which we always have to put like No, explicit. cursing is definitely allowed. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Are there like. Like, I know, for instance, like nudity is not allowed on Patreon. Right. Yeah. You can't, because right. like yeah. a lot of people were thinking about that as like an alternative mm-hmm. platform to like an OnlyFans or something like that, but you're absolutely not allowed. Well, Any it's nudity. funny because we almost went, we almost started our podcast on OnlyFans. Oh, because, really? Well, just from the idea that it'd be funny, and also <laughs> that it was like, oh, that's the place for like you can do whatever you want, or like it's free, yeah, it's yeah. freer than you know. Well, it's funny because that's I think technically exactly what OnlyFans was trying to be. Yeah, yeah. And like we talked about this in another episode where it's like I don't know a single OnlyFans influencer that is not a porn star. Exactly. Yeah, but that was yeah. not they weren't. That wasn't their business model. Just no, not at all. Yeah. And it's like, of course, that's what it became. Like, obviously, right. but just like, we but also now on OnlyFans, it's not like it's not like anything flies. Like, there are all these because of the credit card processors. So not necessarily like by law or anything, but because of the credit card processors they use, there are certain things that we can't do in on a porn site. Yeah, right? we were like, talking about this too. Before, yeah, like about like how so random. They're like some of the rules are super weird like one of them what was it with fisting you have to have leave one thumb one out thumb out Whoa. um as far as like <laughs> bodily fluids go like they have to be clear they have to be cl- like calm is okay if it's like spit it's okay but if someone's like giving a really sloppy blowjob and then they gag like there can't be like actual like vomit like it has right. to be like clear Um, Same with blood, I think. There's, Mm -hmm. like, specific rules about blood. No scat. Which gets, yeah, no scat. And, like, the blood stuff gets, I know, like, really political when, like, people are, like, menstruating and stuff like that. But it's funny for, like, the whole pee versus squirt conversation because I think, like, pee is a little taboo and squirt, which is questionably. I think pee's allowed because pee's not considered scat. Maybe if it's, like, not too yellow. Yeah, you gotta hydrate. No yeah, B yeah. vitamins for you, my friend. Not they, a single only one. hydrated peas left. <laughs> they let us squirt on Patreon. <laughs> but no, it's just like we just think it's so interesting because it's like these are not laws, right? Yeah. This has yeah. nothing to do with like 
you know, people that you have elected into power mm-hmm. yeah. making these decisions. Well, it's a better deal, I think, with Patreon and OnlyFans, like having these mm. sort of like abstracted mm-hmm. community guidelines that like we don't even really know the rules of. Like we don't like we've never read the what's going on on Patreon, but like yeah. it does feel like there's this bubble of like you can kind of like mess around here and you can mm-hmm. kind of like be a little freer with what but you're But that's the luxury the of world. like not being in porn, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, or yeah. not your content is not like, I guess, quote unquote, adult. Like, is that where like the majority, the like, as far as like you guys monetizing the show, does the majority of it come from Patreon? It's, it's, it's all only Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, yeah. Really? We, we haven't done any ads. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We've never done an ad. Yeah. But our public face, our public episodes, we don't really. Yeah, it's sort of it's a just, secondary thing that we just, just give away for yeah. free. But Patreon okay. is sort of. Why do you think like so? You know these these like kind of alternative platforms do exist like patreon pornhub mm-hmm. OnlyFans, um you know substack is one we were talking about um like why aren't those the mainstream and why like could they could the most mainstream platform ever be that lax on or like as lax on you know they almost feel mainstream to me now even though i know that they're or what not. about discord Discord, yeah. I mean, we love Discord. Yeah, but like us, a lot of our friends who have podcasts uh, that are on Patreon are making, like, th- there's a weird thing happening where like some people are releasing like videos on Patreon and they're mm. generating more revenue than my actual filmmaker friends yeah, exactly. that they spend years making movies on. Like, I have a friend who made a movie that like won awards at a very prestigious festival, mm-hmm. and I know how much money he made at the end of the day. And like our other friend who has a podcast made that in a month off of like a video episode. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sort of like, it seems like the scale is tipping where it's sort of like, well, that so the industry's over there then. It's not a part of this old institutional thing anymore. That is exactly the same thing happening in, in porn. porn. Yep. Exactly mm-hmm. the same. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of, like you had said earlier, were you afraid of being like blacklisted or something like that? Um, it's not even that, but I do think there is some type of institutional attitude of people doing things independently, mm-hmm. even if they like us, it's still kind of at odds. It's still, there's some type of enemy vibe because if something gets big enough independently on something like Patreon, then you don't need other people. Well, it's like music journalists with like Fantano or something. Yeah, exactly. Where it's sort of like an outsider person who like builds right. up a platform outside of like what you were supposed to do, the path you were supposed to take. Okay. There's a resentment because they're like, why did I do all of this and work well, for this Yeah, because then, because companies and other people will want to, someone gets big independently on something like Patreon, they want to then team up with you, but you don't need them. They know you don't need them. So it mm-hmm. becomes this weird at odds thing because they don't have the same kind of sway over you it sounds like your podcast like not just from a technical place but like you guys couldn't have existed i think maybe even 10 years ago five years ago maybe right yeah we didn't because you you would be blacklisted you would never work in this town again right (laughs) or you'd have to just like or it also just it would water down what you do because you have to really be just kind of like shitting out as much as you can mm-hmm. as promotion to try to get people to keep listening to you so you can like then have some type of uh, stats that you show someone like, look at how many people listen to us, please pay us for yeah. ads. Pay us so, that, so you have to kind of, you know, do this whole song and dance to get people to support you and give you money yeah. by I- just shamelessly uh, promoting yourself and kind of disregarding 
the content of what you're actually doing. Mm. But if you have your kind of dedicated cult listenership who are there just for you and there you can exist off their support, you can just focus on doing, you know, what's So would you rather like stick with your core cult following than like, what's the goal? Like, is the goal to sell out or... <laughs> like quote unquote sell out, um, and I don't you guys even mean that. Out being on the Pornhub podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I think that taking the mask off in a way was a step towards maybe symbolically selling out, but mm-hmm. a justified selling out. I, I just don't. I don't believe in selling out. That's I. I just you know I don't. Everyone wants to. I think it's a different cultural attitude about that now. That's it's. I've noticed that anyone who's even slightly younger than us. The, their concept of selling out is so different. Than How so? That's so interesting. They just don't, yeah. It's not a thing to them. Like everybody wants to be big now. Like okay. Young, that's so, okay. Kids. Cause that's interesting. Cause yeah, like I guess a lot of, I've been hearing from a couple of my friends that have kids that are like a little bit older. Like people are saying like, they want to be like influencers when they yeah. grow up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, that would never, like that didn't exist obviously when I was a kid. So it's just like, is the goal kind of now to like, just be known and like, that's okay. I think that also maybe like when, you know, until recently there, I think there was a little bit of shame and embarrassment mm. in saying like, I want to be famous. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And now that there are so many people who are famous, well, like, I guess we say they're famous just for the sake of being famous, even though I don't wholly agree with that. But like, I, I guess maybe it's less shameful now to be like, I just want to be a famous person. Well, it it's is. more accessible. And I think that like, And that's just because there's, you know, platforms like Patreon or Instagram or whatever, like in theory, anyone can jump onto. But I think it's also a big misconception. And this applies to sex work, specifically, I think, porn as well, where a lot of people think like, oh, like having a podcast isn't hard. And it's like, of course, yes, it's not hard, like in theory to like talk into a microphone, but obviously coming every week you know, with something intelligent or interesting to say, you obviously have to put a lot of thought into that. You know what I mean? And like, you have to constantly, like I would imagine that you guys have to constantly be thinking like all the time about like, oh, like, is this a conversation we should have between ourselves on the phone? Or like, should we save this for the podcast? Like, you know, kind of like monetizing that. And I think a lot of people think the same thing about sex work, unfortunately. I've had conversations like that where people are like, oh, like they're making all this money and all they're doing is like fucking on camera Mm -hmm. or all their, and it's just like, do you know how hard that is? Like, do you know, like what kind of, I mean, like you can speak to this a lot better than I can also, but just like, I think that's like a huge misconception that it's like, oh, it's like the easy way out. It's fast money. You yeah, know just because I mean? everyone can do like some version of it. It doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. But also like just because something is easy, it doesn't mean it's like not worth paying attention exactly. to. Like that yeah, exactly. too, right? I think it yeah. makes it more interesting. Sure, yeah. In, in lots of ways that people that are good at it mm-hmm. are a lot more kept. Capt- like, okay, yeah, people that are good at it are more captivating. Like how... How interesting. <laughs> what a concept. But just like, um, you know what I'm trying to, yeah, I'm yeah. Trying to say. No, yeah, I, I think so. And also, you know, like, you know, back to like porn being easy. I think it perhaps it is easier mm-hmm. than some things, but also like losing your family is not easy. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah. Like being ostracized from society isn't easy. Mm-hmm. Not being able to buy a house because of just by who you are, like, is not easy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's... Losing your bank account, like, that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, we haven't spoken about on other other episodes yet, I don't think. But just, yeah, like, the 
I know so many people in the industry that have like straight up just like, oh, your PayPal account yeah. that had mm -hmm. in some cases like tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. Just like you wake up one morning and like, it's gone. Totally. Yeah. But like, I'm wondering also, I, I think for a long time, I said like the tabooness of porn is kind of what drew me to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I think to me, there is an attraction in like something being a little bit bad. Yeah. Definitely. And then I'm also thinking about like these platforms, these alternative platforms, and they are kind of for people who are like into like subculture mm -hmm. type yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. Like, I wonder if they went, were to go to mainstream, like would people like us not even well, yeah. like it so much I anymore? think about this, I think a good parallel is maybe nightlife in New York. When I talk to people who are older than us, who are around even in the 80s, 90s, um, who kind of hung out in like weird circles in New York, mm -hmm. They, those circles were content to just be those circles. Right. That no one wanted mainstream, except, like having a celebrity show up to, to the club, nobody cared. They wouldn't want them in. It, it, was, yeah. it, it was its it was own protected. protected thing, exactly. Yeah. And so kind of- Like the allure is the, yeah, the fact that yeah. it's it was, not the mainstream. They didn't want yeah. acceptance. Yeah. They, they did, but they also, I mean, they liked, you know, being defiant, but kind of in- a self-contained way. They just liked mm -hmm. the spirit. They didn't want to kind of piss off the world in the same way. They mm -hmm. liked it being its own thing. Now, post-internet, it it be, there's like this flattening effect where, you know, the same types of communities exist, but everyone wants a celebrity at their club or their party. Mm. Everyone wants to be kind of boosted and put into a more mainstream society in a way to be accepted, um, which isn't going to work. It, I mean, yeah, it can work in some ways, but like, there's never going to be full. I mean, it, not to sound so dark, but it's just that's like that. It it will. It, there's always going to be people hating. Well, each other. we experienced that because our Discord, when we first started the the our, the podcast, was like a very tight knit community that was like mm -hmm. insanely active. Everybody knew everybody's username and everything. And then as we started getting bigger and bigger guests, and there'd be an, a, a bigger influx of sort of just like random people from the internet who were joining the discord it actually lost some of its i don't know good flavor it, it just it became a little like bit diluted. more disparate and diluted yeah. Yeah. and it's still like a, a fun message board or whatever but it, it can't like that initial boom of the discord of just being like you are in like the local community of like downtown new york podcast weird making fun of film people shit yeah mm -hmm. like that sort of kind of got lost as more people you know what right. it, don't you think that it, yeah, the, yeah, yeah the quality of the community kind it's of true. changed but also you know, it's a different, much different economy now than it was a few decades ago. So that's another reason, like people want to be able to have mm -hmm. careers and like live comfortably. True. So that's another, that's like a huge part of why people want acceptance. They want yeah. to be able like to- Like there's almost no time now for a, both a career yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. a passion, exactly. right? Yeah. Like with the economy now, it's like you have to pick one and yeah. hopefully or you're- Or like right. self, oh, yeah. for a lot of people, careers are- you know, like a pastiche of like a whole bunch of different like income streams. Like mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. sex work, especially mm -hmm. it's like many different kinds. I want to talk about shadow banning yeah. Um, because this is something obviously in the porn industry, we have a lot of experience with and you guys actually had an experience getting shadow banned yourselves, mm -hmm. which is 
like unheard of to me, like outside of porn. I know. So I was like, I'm, oh my God, other like, people Like, oh, that do? happens <laughs> to other people? Oh, we've had, yeah, we've had a, a bunch times. of times. So yeah. like, why did it happen to you? And how did you know you were shadow banned? And what is shadow banning? Well, no one fully knows how it works. They've never explained it. But mm-hmm. you just, in a nutshell, you get demoted in the algorithm. Um, the main time it happened to us is because we had our friend Alex Lee Moyer on, who's a filmmaker who just made this documentary on Alex Jones. Um, and when she finished it, we interviewed her about the movie, but just kind of also in general uh, as a filmmaker. And just we writing about it in the description. We obviously yeah. wrote, she just made her documentary on Alex Jones and having the words Alex Jones <gasps> in there got us like How do you know that's what it was? Or you're just assuming? That's what it was. Well, yeah, I mean, there was nothing else <laughs> even remotely I mean, yeah, fishy like, about it at all. Um, it was just, one, we released it as we always do, same format, same everything. Somebody clued us into it too. They're like, you can't write Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. We're I've like, noticed that it get like, people like, will if, star out. There's a news article, all the news, like what, at the, it's in the news. Like, I know. How did you know you were shadow banned? Like I, I, I'm not saying this because like like I oh, I am permanently shadow banned for sure. Like yeah, my engagement yeah. is really low. You never well, come out of it. The, I've never. Real, I'm always on some level shadow banned. I feel yeah. like sometimes I'm just more shadow banned. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. you can search my name, yeah. but my engagement is still way lower yeah, than exactly. like someone else. Tears. Not I think we're still yeah. sex like semi shadow banned. I think we're okay now. It seems like it's been. Yeah. So like, how do you guys know when you're shadow banned? Well, that, that the telltale sign is when you. You have to type in your full handle yeah. to to find it. Like go to a different account and like it type doesn't autofill when you yeah, yeah. when yeah. you start you, typing in the like you could even do it all up until the last letter and it won't even show up in yep. search results. Yeah. yeah, that's the telltale sign. But also you can just tell engagement wise. Like the store when we promoted the episode, the posting the story of it had like a few hundred views. Yeah, the number of views, like the number thousands, of likes. Thousands. Yeah. yeah, like it just and yeah, and it just wasn't showing up in people's feeds. Mm-hmm. We were asking, it like barely had any views. You can see the views on the Instagram video. So for like non-sex stuff or like non-nudity, just yeah, non-sex stuff, like what the reasons to get shadow banned are like political or like what? They seem, they seem to be, well, yeah. I mean, part of the reason we've like kind of taken it upon ourselves is like, for someone in our camp to kind of like make a movie about something to us is like sort of sacred. Like for somebody to like tap tackle a documentary subject like Alex Jones is like I think kind of important. Mm-hmm. Or it's like there's a lot going on there. Like let's make a movie about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what, that's why it was really crazy to me. It wasn't like we were posting clips of Alex Jones or like writing a or whole, endorsing the message. yeah writing some whole thing about yeah. something he was talking about. It was literally just we were talking about the filmmaker and just one sentence of the description was so a new movie think, about Alex Jones and just that yeah. did it. So does it not matter if you're like which side you're on, if you're pro or anti or whatever? It's yeah, well, there, just was, there was no opinion. It was literally just saying we talk about, about her new movie. Yeah. Alex's war about Alex Jones. Just that. So just there's lack of, there's no that nuance. It existed. Yeah. There's no, like there's no, I guess like that's maybe like the algorithm doesn't have analysis is like the obvious right. thing, right? Where it's, it's it the felt same. like when you write something about COVID, exactly. and it, it like immediately says say, like exactly. yeah, more that information. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it was weird to me because you know this was also around the time that the QAnon documentary came out, and people mm-hmm. were posting about that. No one's getting in trouble for that. People were somehow accepted that one was a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's like something that did happen in culture, mm-hmm. and here's a documentary about it. 
I saw it. Why do you this think is the that same is? Thing. I don't know. I honestly really don't. What was the QAnon thing like HBO or Netflix? But yeah, it, that was like, yeah, it was like Amazon, that's, I think. That's yeah, yeah, I think oh, that's really what that it is. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it was, this is an independent filmmaker versus, yeah. um, you know, Well, she's an independent filmmaker, Amazon. which people are like unclear, like which side of the rope she's on. It's like, it becomes this like ambiguous political thing where they're like, oh, we don't know how to like classify that. It's bad. Right. So like, I think maybe people saying that like the fact that she's even giving it a platform exactly. at all yeah. and like are not engaging even with the fact that like, you know, like you said, they don't even know what it's about or like yeah. how it's coming at it yeah. and like not even thinking about like how important it is, like the value and like yeah. someone actually like deconstructing what's happening. Cause I think it's so interesting. Like I obviously, like I don't agree with Alex Jones, like whatever, what a lot of what he says, but it doesn't mean that I don't think it's important that people are going to, you know, have a con yeah, have a conversation well, about deplatforming because that's exactly what. Well, we're and doing. that's the thing. It's like, it's terrible as you think it is. It does exist. Yeah, and it's as big as it is. Mm -hmm. It's a thing that happened that is happening in culture. That's just objectively exactly. true. Well, so. it's, it's just so insane to me because it is so clearly political. Because like we watch documentaries about like literal murderers. Yeah, everyone's and, right. Like, the, Jeffrey Dahmer, the, the worst <laughs> that's people of all time. And, like yeah. somehow that's chill. Yeah. It's, there's the memes of Jeffrey Dahmer. Guys, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's just crazy. You can promote. They could put probably seven figures of promotion into a Jeffrey Dahmer documentary on mm -hmm. Netflix. That's fine. Right. Somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? But it's was it even I didn't watch it because like I I can't. But it was like a dramatization, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was. But yeah, it's still just like. But even that, that like we think that that's like entertaining. Mm -hmm. That like we want to see someone like killing and eating other humans, and no, we're like, true fuck yeah, that's like, the most yeah, yeah right. the most shit. trending yeah. thing I'm right not, now. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not passing a moral judgment. I'm just saying somehow that's no, totally fine. Exactly. Like no one's deplatforming anyone who. Do you think about the Dahmer, uh, like thing? Do you think someone who is who would be like super pro Alex Jones? Like, do you think that person deserves to be shadow banned? Well, I think like he. I mean, he has no platform at all. Yeah. I mean, like, he's like the most so banned. But like, let's say this documentary were super <laughs> yeah. like pro in support of. I mean, I pro I personally, we personally wouldn't really have been interested in it then. But do I think that no one should be allowed to post about it? No, mm -hmm. I yeah, think like that's like should be allowed. Yeah, yeah. Like it, anyone should be allowed. Right. Well, because you're sure allowed to be against it and make yeah. a movie about it and promote it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's, you know, I understand that these Instagram and, and all their private companies and they can do whatever they want, but this is how we share information. And I just don't mm -hmm. think it's helping anyone's cause to. But is there a way to do like, because obviously, like, I'm all for free speech. Well, obviously, when it's when things are in my favor, <laughs> and like I like to think that I'm all for free speech when it's not in my favor as well. But then I think of things of like spreading, you know, really bad misinformation, right? Yeah. Uh, like, but then that's also by your standard of, what, of what's bad, right? Right, because someone so that, like, that maintains really different political or whatever views from you would say that, like, right, probably what you're saying or wanting to express that you're like. I deserve the right to say these things is, you know, they would think that's bad and dangerous. Right. So like the person spreading misinformation is probably not like, oh, I'm maliciously going to plant this bad stuff into the world. Right. They think they're helping in their own way too. Yeah. So like, where is the line? Like, are, should we just allow free speech across the board? Because that seems irresponsible too. <laughs> it's a tough question. It, it's, it's tough because yeah. then again, QAnon, if you know the story of that, that, 
was exactly what you're talking about. It was like people maliciously trying to mm-hmm. take advantage mm-hmm. of people on the internet and come cause chaos in that way. And that's its own form of free speech too, right? But it is. Technically. It technically is. But is. at the same time, when if you're just censoring people talking about stuff, then that you're getting into just kind of opinions or just kind of the way people work things out. Like that there is an expectation online that everyone should have a fully formed, nuanced uh, conclusion kind of off the bat about everything. Totally. But the the point of social media and these platforms is so you can engage with this stuff and figure things out for yourself. And I think, so I guess I think the attitude should be that that's what should be fostered. Mm-hmm. Trying to reach conclusions, not just only letting certain information through to kind of manipulate people's mm-hmm. conclusions. I, I, I that's what makes me uncomfortable. We're in a place now where it's like, it feels really scary to figure things out, right? Like when people mm-hmm. are trying you know, to engage with certain ideologies or like maybe you're becoming politicalized one way or the other. Yeah. And they wanna, you know, use social media platforms to express themselves and perhaps like to connect with other communities. It feels, yeah, it feels like really predatory mm-hmm. in some ways and then really performative mm-hmm. in others. And then it's just like, you know, is like, how are you allowed to fuck up? And like, you know, kind of to your point, like when are you allowed to figure these things out and learn them? Cause it feels like you kind of have to do a lot of that. Beforehand. Yeah, and yeah. Our, of it, you and know? For like our generation, like we're saying this as like 30 something year olds, right? Mm-hmm. Where like the youngest we've ever been on social media is in our twenties. And mm-hmm. I already have so much shit that I regret saying on yeah, social yeah, media before I like, had a fully developed opinion mm-hmm. on anything. I still don't, yeah. I guess. You weren't yeah. on MySpace? But I was on MySpace, but I was I think I was already 18 by MySpace. Oh, okay, yeah. And and also like no one's canceling off MySpace. Like, <laughs> but that's, that's the thing, is that like that's why MySpace I, was Oh God, so, you just I could have new anxiety but, uh, <laughs> would you, right now. Would I be, where would I be in your top eight? If <laughs> You'd be in my top eight. You're my Bring boss. Bring back top eight. Oh yeah, I'm your boss. That's true. I would <laughs> yeah. be number one. Number one. But like <laughs> I think about, you know, won't someone think of the children? But like, (laughs) you know, kids now are saying things online at 13, 14 years old, whether we like it or not. Mm -hmm. And they are going to be judged for it. And they are the politicians of the future. Yeah. And yeah. like, at what point are we going to like allow people to well, and fuck up losing, and like, say really dumb scholarships shit. and stuff too, where it's like, I'm not ever going to say like, yeah, you shouldn't be held responsible or held accountable for saying something truly abhorrent or like racist mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's like, their brains are not fully formed yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like, is that really helping anyone? Like, is that? Yeah. There's also right. this weird thing of just, you know, I know people who are, or of people who are like actually bad people, who are like manipulative, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. violent people. Mm-hmm. It maybe doesn't fully come out in a public way. They're fine. Someone had like a bad political opinion once or like made a bad joke. That's like her, it's just, she's very selective of who's like a bad person. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Like there's people who are like definitely bad people who I see around in kind of art scenes. And it's like, I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm not gonna say anything. Or maybe they're just like not like, on social media. Yeah, right? yeah. but it's yeah. just, it, it just seems strange to me that there's uh, the, the kind of selective outrage. Yeah. I think there is hope though. I think like 
there was an overregulation, especially in art spaces of like, you can only make a movie about this. Like you can only make music if you're this kind of person mm-hmm. singing about these sorts of things. And I think there was like an overregulation to the point now where there is like, at least in some different communities, a sense of like, let's just make whatever we want to make again. Like I feel, I feel that there's like a yo-yo. Like we're on happening. the, we've come out the other end. Yeah, I think thing. so. Yeah. Well, also there's a thing in kind of the art, music, film world, but also just in kind of celebrity culture in general. Audiences want a kind of freak show. They want like an enigmatic character. Mm-hmm. They like love you it and like cheer it You mean like at on. this point in time or just always, in general? Always. always. Like that's, you know, well, it's like why people who have any kind of public facing uh, position like controversy because people love seeing, you know, some kind of enigmatic- uh, A spectacle. Spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then they get very selective of what they're allowed to be enigmatic about. You like this artist because they're like a total freak who you think exists outside of normal society and has this kind of once in a generation brain mm-hmm. and they're so out, they can't hang in normal society. That's why you're so fascinated with them. That's why you're so enamored by them. But they have to have really good political opinions also. I think, I mean, <laughs> like the I mean? obvious but, thing that comes to mind is Kanye. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, it's, I was trying not to say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's like, he's come up in so literally every episode and then after we're like, oh, we're going to edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, say the it, it could be Kanye, it could be somebody else, but like people do like. Oh, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. We like Vincent Gallo. Yeah. Um, well, that's, it's uh, Ariel Pink. But no, but there is a sense of like, because everything was very policed online for a while in terms of what you're allowed to say, what you're allowed to post, there is a thrill to, it's part of the reason like podcasts got so big is that like people are like, oh, people are talking normally again. Or like, Mm -hmm. I can hear somebody just like have an opinion that's not well considered and like presidential. It's like, I'm just hearing people talk and that's more relatable than everybody being perfect. So do you think we're on the other side of like, I don't want to say cancel culture, like it's like this horrible thing, but like. Do you think we're on the other side of this, like maybe over canceling? I think so. I mean, you just look at the at like pop stars and like more, you know, or just like fame, actual famous people. They're slipping more. They're kind of being a little looser. Like if you look to the top, it's like I, I just get the sense that people are kind of people are also kind of like aestheticizing being a mess more mm-hmm. in in mainstream culture, well, which to me is like a sign of like we're over it. Nobody's so perfect. What does anymore. that say for Pornhub? I think it's probably good. Yeah. I mean, this is literally the Trump thing. Why did Trump appeal to so many people? Because everyone kind of just fully accepted that politicians, it was like fake. Mm. And they saw Trump as someone who was being real. Mm -hmm. But I think in pop culture, having the same thing where people are just like, I know that this is all a show and everyone's like terrified of saying the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So if someone does say the wrong thing, I think a lot of people are now refreshed by it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just hope people don't overcorrect. Well, that, exactly. That's the problem. There was which, a, which they probably, I, I do think it'll probably go that way. But we had this whole narrative of like, you know, in film, it's like, oh, you, uh, all the festivals program like woke movies or progressive, like, you know, the things that are promoting diversity. And then there was this like anti woke movement of like people making a movie about like super like hardcore, like right wing. Like it was sort of like, no, that maybe that's not it either. It's like something in the middle. Like the, mm-hmm. the reactions are kind of what, upset me. It's like, we don't mm-hmm. necessarily, like, it, like the Alex Jones thing is interesting because it's sort of like, oh, this is an example of like 
a movie that's getting shut down because of its subject matter, but it's like it doesn't need to be that. It could just be anything. It doesn't need to like we don't need to overcorrect and be like, yeah, the movie we're standing up for is you know an Alex Jones movie. Mm-hmm. That's where we've kind of maybe. But do you think the pendulum is always going to be swinging yeah, and we're never just yeah, going to be balanced probably, in the probably. middle? Yeah, probably. Well, just yeah. like watching an old Howard Stern episode is shocking now. It's like, how was this? This was like what my dad was listening to yeah. when I was in the car. I mean, no, even like Dawson's Creek, like I was watching an episode the other day and like someone called someone else gay as an insult. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh Yo, my watch, God. Like, watch Zoolander. Yeah. Watch oh, Zoolander. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. It like seems like an edgelord movie now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 totally unbelievable. Problematic fave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ben Stiller. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder how like like Gwyneth Paltrow feels about doing Shallow Hal. Like, do you think like she her so like biggest fear is that like someone mm-hmm. brings it up every time like she goes Ace anywhere? <laughs> One of the most transphobic films of all time. Holy shit. Ra- and racist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it covers all of the isms. Yeah. yeah. It's just like. And I was like, oh, that was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Because <laughs> it was funny. It yeah. was. Yeah. Funny's funny. So I guess, speaking yeah, I didn't of have like a great um, feminist analysis when I was like seven, <laughs> unfortunately. But I do, yeah. Funny is funny. I I do think that mm-hmm. it's true. Um, yeah. And things that are actually hateful are not funny. But I think you people I, people just know when things are funny. It's what we were saying before. It's like a respect I disagree. And love of I think people are. I feel like we're in a place where people don't know what's funny anymore. We're losing funny a little bit. We're losing funny. Mm-hmm. No, no. In culture, yeah. In culture, I mean, yeah. Kind of ingrained in us, I think. Yeah, yeah. like we, the real ones know. Yeah, yeah. The real ones know, exactly. <laughs> so, speaking of, you know, regrettable movies, you guys just made a movie. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Hopefully. Is it regrettable? <laughs> we don't know. We I don't haven't know seen yet. it. <laughs> so, it's starring Chloe Cherry, a porn mm-hmm. star. Um, she and I have the same agent, actually. Really? Yeah. She's a Spiegler girl. <gasps> that makes sense. Okay. I um, like so is the movie about the industry? It's it's not about the porn industry. I mean, no. it's, it's it's about like the, I don't know, the, the culture industry to a larger yeah. degree. Yeah, the sure. culture machine. Yeah. Um, and, and kind of, but you could definitely say uh, selling sex is definitely a major theme. Yeah, I mean, it's about a lot of the things we're talking about. It's about yeah. like mm-hmm. commodified existence. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. What... Drew you to make a movie about that? I mean, I guess that's obvious. It's this is what you guys are interested in. Well, Sex sells, baby. <laughs> Sex yeah. sells, baby. Well, Peter Vack, the master of come, big shouts. One of our dear friends wrote the script. It's master of what? The, the master, master of master come. That's his Instagram. As in, oh yeah. So I was like, how As do I come. not know this yeah, guy? Come. Yeah, <laughs> this is, I was like, this is up your guy's <laughs> alley, right? Like, that's, that's why my I'm dropping the handle. It's, <laughs> It's like your guy's shit. I gotta yeah. go. Yeah, I gotta go. Find him right now. Um, so Peter Vack, aka the master of come. But he's someone who's just like very tapped into like the zeitgeist, the internet, modern reality. And I mean, it's just like a completely wildly genius uh translation of mm-hmm. all of these things that we're talking about and many more. It's just like it's it's like the most psychedelic. I mean, we, I guess we kind of call it futuristic, but it's actually just hyper modern. It's like mm-hmm. it is about w- how we are living now, like in a like a Black Mirror kind of way. Yeah, that's uh, in it's it's better. 
much better. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's more advanced than Black Mirror. Yeah. No one's self-important here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just is. I told Peter, I was like, don't say Black Mirror. This is better. It is. He wrote something more interesting, I think. Yeah, I think it's much more nuanced. I think all of the stuff we're talking about, the yeah, that was a, the great way to put it. Commodification of existence, uh, idol, celebrity worship. Growing um, up in captivity. Yeah, that's really on some level that's, in the entertainment world. That's the tagline. Yeah. It's about growing up in captivity. I think, like, you know, you guys interview a lot of Hollywood people, and I'm sure you're aware that a lot of people probably wouldn't cast like a known sex worker in their movie um, for like financial reasons and maybe like even, I don't know, distribution wise and all that. Like, is that something that you guys thought about? Definitely. I think her her sense of celebrity or her the, her persona uh, very much plays into the character. I mean, this is I mean, really Peter's yeah, idea yeah. and decision. Um, but I think everyone was on board because it it kind of like... So it I, was a pro for you Oh, guys. it was oh, totally yeah. like a despite pro. Despite oh, yeah, yeah, her... I see it mm-hmm. as like, a, like a, if you've seen Gone Girl, like Ben yeah. Affleck and Gone Girl. Like Ben Affleck's not just being that character. He's sort of being Ben Affleck. Like there's sort of like a lot, he brings some of his Ben Affleckness into it of sort yeah. of like mm-hmm. the dumb problematic. Do you think he's aware guy. of that, by the way? I wonder that. I, it kind of doesn't matter. I kind of don't yeah. want him to know. <laughs> don't I think it's it's don't fin- Fincher's him. genius. Yeah, and but casting in that in that way is, I think, yeah, something exactly. I'm very attractive exactly. to. It, I mean, you know, it, there's different types of acting. There's obviously just kind of people who can embody anything. There's these kind of like masters, broad masters. But I think we're all more interested in kind of, I see this more in the character actor spectrum of someone Mm -hmm. who can embody this specific type of uh, space within the zeitgeist. And it, it, it makes the, the kind of sensuality of the story more felt to have someone like like it was better for the art of it. Exactly. Have you ever seen Southland Tales? No, I've never. Even it's heard a Richard that. Kelly movie starring The Rock, and The Rock is essentially playing like a celebrity who's kind of being co-opted for political reasons, mm-hmm. which obviously, as time has told, is like sort of an interesting <laughs> casting choice. Um, that's all I'll say about that. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just sort of, it's not stunt casting exactly, but it's like artful casting. Yeah, it, it, it adds layers it to how audiences engage with. Because when you're looking at a movie star, you know you're looking at the movie star, so use it. Yeah, yeah. Like Simon Rex and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Big shouts to Sean Baker. Yeah. And I love that movie too. Yeah, so good. And Red Rocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um did, did you like come across any like blocks because this was like a movie starring a porn star? I think everyone was stoked. Yeah. It was the only opportunities. Yeah. I think everyone it was like door doors were wide open. Everybody loved it. Does that just speak to like the circles you run in though? Kind of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean we're you know, everyone's in their own bubble in some kind of way. You know, yeah. we're not like obviously in Hollywood talking to people. So we are friends with the cool kids, so of course <laughs> they liked it, but <laughs> Um, yeah, I guess maybe not everybody likes it. Just, it's just occurring to me now that maybe people, some people yeah. don't like this idea. I, no, I, I didn't even think for a second that it would be like a a bad... Maybe we're lost in the sauce. Maybe it's a really bad idea. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, know I, I guess, yeah, like all of these things are <laughs> we're yet to see. Like, mm-hmm. It's like like fast cut to like... <laughs> we're in jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, also, it's also funny because the things that could be potentially worrisome about what we shot 
is nothing to do with Chloe. There's way more stuff oh, that can we you can't say? really not really <laughs> definitely not. yeah definitely um, not <laughs> i mean it's like a, it's a movie it's a movie that definitely like pushes some buttons and pushes some boundaries but like the like why are we doing this like mm -hmm. we're like that's what we're into with art is that the whole point like to push boundaries and i think create a little bit of discomfort there, maybe? There, P the, peter's peter's artistic sense is definitely is, yes. likes likes pushing people i'm actually sort of I, like Going back to what you said earlier, like we on our podcast are very like people call us like sincere pilled. Like we're very like mm -hmm. sincere and like uh, wholesome to, on some level, even though we're kind of associated what? with a lot of. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what were you? That was like say? a genuine reaction. No, it's true. It's true. Horrible. People call you wholesome. Yeah, yeah. we are. <laughs> that was so earnestly said. Yeah. No, it's it's true. Just, that's a subjective. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, that's like my favorite feedback that people give us. I'm like, that's true. We're just like kind of nice, and we're not really like because we were posting stuff that seemed like, are they oh, really okay. mean or are yeah. they like okay. assholes or are yeah, they yeah, like yeah, yeah. total incels or like what's the vibe? Well, there's here? also there's nothing interesting. Um, well, okay, yeah. As we're saying, so yeah, Peter obviously, it's he directed and wrote the movie. He definitely has a uh, instinct to. Push buttons to provoke, and which, provoke. Is, which is I'm attracted to his work because of that. Yeah, but, but there's not there's such a there there has to be a reason for doing that. You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. not it's not like a troll. Yeah, there's, not just to be like to sensationalize yeah. to get like a cheap reaction it's, because yeah. I think yeah there's I think that's very common. Obviously, and and that's his easy to do. Also, Betsy Brown, who's the the real star of the movie is Rachel www.rachelarmont.com mm -hmm. and Be Betsy Brown Peter's sister is the lead. Okay, she's the lead. Le yeah, with well, alongside Chloe and Dasha, but they're both. I would say that both Peter and Betsy are artfully provocative. Yeah, like they're they're provocative in a way that I think is is powerful artistically. I, which there's a thin line between shock value and doing well, something to. Where how yeah okay no the words artfully provocative I think are really interesting as far as like what we have been dealing with, right? Because mm -hmm. if you think about a plot, and I'm just gonna bring this to a different place, but you know, I think that that is probably also like the guiding principle of like Instagram, right? Where it's like, this is what we're gonna allow as far as like sexuality goes, is things or something that would be considered artfully provocative. And I think that like, we have been cast in the other side of that. Yeah, we're like, beyond. We are not artful, I yeah. guess like that's, you know, because that um, I've been doing a lot of looking into, you know, their terms of service or their terms of, I think they they have terms of service and then community guidelines are two different right. things on Instagram because I've been trying to like really understand, you know, as best I can, like what we did wrong allegedly and what what they said, like when, because we still actually haven't gotten any kind of formal communication from yeah. Meta. Um, it was only when we actually went out and wrote like the public facing letter where they compelled to comment, I guess, because like a reporter from the New York Post was like, hey, there's this like open letter that Pornhub wrote to you, like saying that you're, you know, basically acting in a way that's discriminatory. Like, what do you have to say? And so then they finally commented and said like, okay, well, yeah, like they've been repeatedly breaching the terms for like the past 10 years or whatever that we've had the account for like sexual solicitation was one of them. But then also like very interestingly, we did try and make another Instagram account like mm -hmm. two weeks later. And I think there were only like seven posts on it, most of which were images of 
Asa and some of our other brand ambassadors wearing like in our newest suits. <laughs> yeah, our newest merch collection, which is literally sweatsuits, like baggy, like yeah. so covered. And I got the notification on my phone that the account had been suspended. And this time they said it was because we violated the terms for human exploitation. Wow. Like they actually gave that reason. And I was just like, but how? Yeah. So yeah, I just think like that concept of what is considered artful or not because in our letter we we called out like the kim kardashian interview magazine cover yeah. which like i don't know if you saw it but like it's yeah, yeah it's just like it's her ass it's just it's her ass out. Yeah, for sure and yeah. it looks great and like and even when um you know when we were working on writing the letter we wanted to be really careful about how we brought that up because it was like we don't want it to be like slut shamey or anything like that because it's not at mm -hmm. all the vibe. Like yeah. I'm very happy for her. Like yeah. grass looks fucking great. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy that she's allowed to post that. Cool. Um, yeah, it's sick. But we're just like, how come we can't? Why not us? Yeah, how come we can't do that? And I think it's because Instagram, I guess, for themselves reserves. The, I mean, we know for Kim Kardashian, it's like you just fall into a whole other level of celebrity yeah. that like even, you know, though that we had 13 million followers, we just are not allowed to belong to that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that like, that's what it comes down to is that they reserve the right to decide like what is considered in some cases like art, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or an artful expression yeah. and not an overtly sexual expression because that is like not allowed. So I would just love to know. But that one's so hard to defend, like even like so subjectively. Yeah that was not in any way what like human trafficking, like uh, just a bunch of porn stars wearing sweatsuits. Like th they basically, <laughs> no, the, the so message is that like by existing, you yeah. are inherently yeah, right. wrong. You are inherently. It's dangerous. Traffickers yeah. and dangerous. Yeah. It's it, yeah. kind of like the Alex Jones thing, right? Like yeah, yeah. exactly. just yeah. by writing his name, like just by us existing and being ourselves, mm -hmm. just our image alone is. Band. It's very strange because, you know, at the time that we all grew up, you know, I feel like the kind of enemy was this kind of uh, the Christian right trying to censor everything and uh, wanting to know sex and, you know, kind of like keeping mm -hmm. Christian values in, mm -hmm. in kind of uh, non-denominational spaces. And it, it feels like somehow it's flipped. Where yeah. now we have like Silicon Valley, which is supposed to be oh, I've completely got, the opposite. I've got news for you, babes. No, yeah. they're still they're still very around. much them. Like the <laughs> one of the well, right? I read something about it. Is still them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's mean, but how? But it's wanna, comforting in a way. Exactly. I was gonna <laughs> say but that did make I'm me glad feel it's not better like the about the good it. guys really? sanitizing. Yeah. Okay, but I also don't understand how it worked. <laughs> well, it's because I think, especially in the case of sex work they've been very, very successful in conflating sex work, like consensual sex work yeah. and trafficking. Yeah. Right. And so that's why like, that's why like, I thought that was really fucking scary actually when we got that as the reason, I was just like, oh my God, I can't, I can't imagine like more tangible proof that like that message has successfully been delivered mm -hmm. that that's the reason why our Instagram, our second one came down. Like that's what they gave. Mm -hmm. because, you know, and, and we've spoken about this before, but just like, that's the reason why things like FOSTA and SESTA have been so successful because mm -hmm. like on the surface level, people think like, oh yeah, we're helping, you know, by letting this go through and like having this be, you know, rules that are going to be governing like such huge parts of society. 
Um, we're helping to prevent trafficking. And of course, pornography is like, according to them, like ground zero for that stuff. And that's just like, so, I mean, whatever, I don't want to like preach to the choir, but just like, obviously so dangerous and mm-hmm. such very problematic messaging that like, yeah. you know, we were actually using our Instagram of to course. dispel because like, yeah. that is something, you know, as a platform that is basically for sex workers, like to us, like we do feel like a huge responsibility to have people understand that like, not only is this legal, like what they're doing, yeah, it is also not what you think it is. Like, this is not, you know, people that are being like held at gunpoint, you know, and this I think is also coming from a place you know, that why people are so, I think, scared of porn in lots of ways is because I think a lot of people just still don't understand like how and why people want to get into this like voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And then by removing something like Pornhub's Instagram account, you're kind of like engaging in this active erasure that's yeah. like not allowing us to show, you know, cause like most of the people on Pornhub that are making money these days are for sure like some of the bigger names, like people that like, would be, you know, in the same, I guess, like classification as you also like people like that, like celebrity kind of porn stars, but it's also a lot of like regular schmegular people Mm -hmm. that, you know, decided to make accounts on the site and upload content that come from like, not New York, not LA. yeah, Yeah. That don't, that don't look like what most people thought a porn star would look like 10 years ago. And that's yeah. most of Pornhub, yeah, I would say, Yeah, and I love right? that. I, I really, really like that a lot. It makes me really happy. And that's so important, I mm-hmm. mean, like to p- both porn and the world. I mean, mm-hmm. that, you know, we all get a voice and that's like the whole point, but. We all get to fuck. We all get to <laughs> fuck. Everyone fucks. <laughs> well, yeah, but it, I, literally though, that's, I mean, I guess this is what, how I feel about this, but it goes back to the whole, Alex Jones thing we were saying. Mm-hmm. I just, suppression, like get people having pent up things. It's just always bad. It's always yeah. bad. It's so like, what to you is like the perfect platform? Just anything goes? I mean, I don't know. There's a, like, there is obviously, there are obviously are defamation laws and uh, hate speech and that kind of thing, like real hate speech. You know, there's always some kind of limit, I guess. So like short of the law? Well, here's a, I, an interesting. I don't know. I don't know how to actually put it. An but. interesting example would be our fan account, like Selectual's account, which like we did sort of maybe self-moderate that for a little bit, where we kind of opened the on account. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had an account that was like there had like you know a hundred people in the account posting stuff. So it was like if you full, were in a certain tier of the Patreon, you got the password to the account. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But it was okay. full chaos, like uncensored, just like shit posting, like Discord style. Discord style, but on Instagram. And there was like a moment where we had to be like, you know, we were seeing stuff, half of which we were like, this is not good. Or like, this is, yeah. this doesn't look but great. But not good because you didn't find it funny or because it was mean or it was shitty? Like, it was mean, and yeah. personal okay. to random people. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. like, okay. it got weird, but I was like, all right, so there- Were a, people posting like crazy shit? Like so a lot, I mean, a lot of it was, was pretty funny. Yeah, like it was interesting it was to see what memes people come up with. It was just interesting to have an open platform on a, not, on a sort of a closed platform, but- um, there was a moment where I was like, maybe censorship on, not censorship, but some regulation is good or like we're going to do that because some of this stuff is sort of, I actually think that limitations, I mean, everyone, all artists, people think this, but like limitations can be good and helpful. Mm -hmm. And like the idea of being artfully provocative, it's an interesting challenge to take on. Mm -hmm. And 
I kind of like in a way that I can't totally post anything on Instagram. Like I do think what's happening with you guys is actually was is scary to me. I'm like, what? So they're just deciding to do this. Like yeah. this is this is kind of like warfare. Like this yeah. is yeah. Because these platforms, like your account, like our account for us, it's like if we were to lose that, like we lose a lot. Like that, like that's really where we kind of that's it's like our job. I just think, is, I just you know I think if you are a, an adult sexual being, if you're going to suppress that. It's going to lead to an unhealthy relationship with sex. I think that way about mm-hmm. information as well. You know, you, you, I do. I, this is kind of such a basic thing, but I think the only way to combat bad information is good information. That's I just think. So that's the kind of openness that I think is healthy. But I just think the limitation. I just like think of it as like a canvas. It's like all right, Instagram is like a slightly smaller canvas. It's like paint, mm-hmm. paint, and in, in, like in, within the framework that they're giving you, and like try and make it cool and funny, and like give it a little edge, give it a little sex. Like I kind of, I just think it's cool that it's like you can't fully do anything because there are other places where you can maybe fully. Well, do. yeah, I think rules like really do foster like creativity, they right? Do. Yeah. Like when it's like it's way more fun to like do something really cool and creative and out of the box thinking within a box than like just like kind of open writing anything, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's like not yeah. as fun, I think. But also like where do we, like aside from just creatively, like where, where is there such a thing as a platform that everyone can be happy with? Obviously no, right? But yeah, like where do that. we draw the line? Like obviously none of us agree on mm-hmm. this. Like That's true. Like, I'm like no animals, no kids, no poo. Yeah. Or even poo. Who cares? Like, why is that bad? I guess. I kind of draw the line at like gore. I'm like, I don't want to be looking at the. Yeah, I know you. You can end that. No, you're not into that. <laughs> 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 but like, where? I mean, and and this is some of it is a matter of taste. Like, I would say like fake gore is probably more a matter of taste, mm-hmm. and also you know where you've been in your life and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But like. But they have a real gore on Instagram. They just put, yeah, like that should not be allowed. Like I, I don't think it's like there is definitely real gore on Instagram. There is yeah. like E-Bombs yeah. World style. Like no, but I think I'm thinking E-bombs more in the context of, of like dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, Faces that, of death. I'm still in therapy from that. But um, <laughs> no, just like on on Instagram, I think you know there's a lot of scenes from like political uprising, like people just getting the shit kicked yeah. out of them by cops. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me is is gore. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, 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 and yeah. it's like, yes, okay, you put the little blurry eyeball thing and it's like, we're protecting you yeah. from this. But it's, so it's interesting to me that like, they'll allow for stuff like that. And I think it's important that we see these Sure, things. that's the you, other yeah, side that, of that, right? Yeah, exactly. Because like, I think it's like, it really fucks me up when I see that. Yeah. Some and kind of. Good. Yeah, oh, for sure. Because yeah. it's like, you, yeah, like that's how I'm finding, like, that. you know, that's the news. Like, I think I'm getting more of most of my news from Instagram or from Twitter mm-hmm. no, than that's like so fucking true. CNN or whatever. But yeah, so it's like, but we're allowed to see that, but we can't see like you in a thong. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we can watch like, you know, the collapse of, you know, a regime in Iran, which is great. I'm happy that we're bearing witness, but not tits. Right. Yeah, it yeah. is strange. There's yeah. Police violence is a great example. We've kind of, accepted that the reason those we're allowed to show those things is because you know they're so horrible that you need to actually see them mm-hmm. to understand you have them to bear witness yeah which i accept but um, and turning a blind eye would only like further yeah yeah but i feel like that's kind of the same philosophy that i'm talking about is this mm-hmm. if you just like 
let it, if you just wipe it from any kind of mainstream platform, then it, you can't engage with it. You just, it just becomes pent up. You become more blind to things. Mm-hmm. It's, it leads to a bad relationship with the world around you. It's not good. That's why the Alex yeah. Jones movie or like movies about problematic people are important to watch. And it's important to engage with people. So I'm saying as it did humans. happen. It, it, he is as big as he is. That's just true. You can't just ignore that. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore like problematic things. Yeah. Like you must engage. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no solution in erasure. I don't think. I agree. Coincidentally, a couple days ago, I don't know if you saw Instagram accidentally deleted like yeah. 100,000 100, accounts or something. They mm-hmm. suspended, yeah. I we think were they, one of them. We were one of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. And Are you guys back? We're back? Yeah, we're back. We were back in like a couple hours, but okay. it just happened out of the blue. And it was like all of a sudden this entire thing that we've built and is our livelihood was mm-hmm. just gone. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really hit me then like my livelihood is in the hands of this company who could just, just decided to erase yeah. it out yeah. of the blue. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. A lot of people kind of make their living and their careers off of these for platforms. For sure. I mean, I think it's, and like, you know, for Pornhub, I think it's a bit different because obviously we do, we have our own platform, but for us, it was mostly like about giving visibility to people yeah. in our community. Like that's something that we've talked about, I think on like pretty much every conversation we've had so far is that it's not, I mean, you've, I think also you've brought up some really interesting points about it, I think from the perspective of a sex worker and like how it's important, um, or maybe I'll just like let you say that part about like it being visible or just like us having a like an Instagram account that has. No, yeah, I, it's important to us sex workers mm-hmm. that the biggest brand our industry has ever seen be accepted mm-hmm. on the biggest, one of the biggest social media platforms ever. Like that to us is like, just on a human level, like makes us feel like a little bit more human mm-hmm. and a little bit more like we are real people. And it's important to us, like, you know, beyond just financially and all like those obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, like when, when, when a, when a brand like Pornhub is banned off of Instagram just for being Pornhub, like that sends us a message, like, you know, you fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't much. deserve anything. And then not only that, like it's sending the message to our enemies. It's sending that message to yeah, the rest of the won. world. It informs the world on who we are. And so it's important, like culturally, that our biggest legal platform mm-hmm. be allowed on yeah. Exactly. Media. So yeah. for us, like as a brand, of course, it obviously fucking sucks that like we lost it just because you know, it was obviously like a big channel for us as far as talking about a lot of the things that we care about and like things that we want people to know about like how the industry works and how, you know, what's going on within sex work in general, but also of course, just to like give visibility to so many people within our community that like relied on that platform to get discovered or whatever, or just for people to see who they are, that they can be like, oh yeah, that person's really hot. I'm going to go look them up on Pornhub. And then that translates to mm-hmm. dollars, whatever. But I think in the case of like individual sex workers is where it becomes really scary too, because it's such a huge, like, and that's, I think where it's exactly like you said, where it's just like, for so many people, it's just like a marketing tool that we don't have a choice. Like we have to, you know, yeah. you have to be on Instagram, you have to. Well, like it or not. And do. then you're not, like, you're just not allowed. So what's the answer? Like if, Obviously, we all agree that it sucks 
that we need them, yeah. right? A service like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Like, what is the answer? For Pornhub? Not just for Pornhub, but like I, I know it's it's like, like culturally, the globally, all yes, of us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. an, an example just from the model of the music industry, right? Take any other era of musicians um, where they were just slaves to record labels. If you had told them, "Oh, you could actually sit in your bed and like mm -hmm. click a button, and everything you do, anyone could hear it in the entire world mm -hmm. instantly," they'd be like, "Oh, that'd be." That'll never happen, but that's great. Right. That's essentially how it got set up, but somehow it didn't really go that way. And now we're just still at the mercy of these this kind of weird overlord that we're but still different. not entirely sure. Yeah, exactly. And we're not entirely sure what we could do that would anger them. And it's just it's it the internet should be um, great for just independent creators or artists, mm -hmm. sex workers, whoever. It should be a kind of Revolution of how you can make a living, mm -hmm. um, and this and this kind of stuff stands in the way of that, and it it's scary. I don't know. Yeah, because it is. I think exactly that for a lot of people, which is great. But then you know, in our case, it's just not. And I think what it comes down to, especially, is just like it's lack of transparency mm -hmm. because it's just like we've been trying or we tried, you know, so hard for years to like make sure that we're obeying the rules, but we don't know what the rules are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we would plan photo shoots and I remember like even just the one that you did recently where, you know, I had to talk to the stylist and be like, hey, there's a lot of thongs, like that's not gonna fly for Instagram. And it's like, we have, we still took some photos of all the models like in thongs, but it's like, we know that we can't right. And it's interesting them. because that photographer, she was actually a pretty well-known photographer yeah. coming from a more mainstream yeah, she does fashion Vogue covers. side, right? Yeah. So on any other shoot, shooting in a thong would be no problem. Of course. But because, but because we're us, sex workers, yeah. Yeah. we have to be like yeah. extra careful, which is like so ironic. And like, no, like, like yeah. there was like a really good shot of like Emily in like, I think she's wearing like a sheer, like a teddy or something like that. So you can like see nipples, which like, I think for most people would be fine. Like if mm -hmm. they were to post that, cause it's technically covered, but for us it's like, no way. But yeah. like, we're just assuming, we're just like, I would assume that that's what's gonna get us like dinged or whatever. So but why is it that like, why is it, it, it's so curious to me why like the platforms that do allow like maybe a little bit of thong, like how come that can't be Instagram? But they do. They just don't allow it for us. Well, or or the ones that allow it for us then. Like how come like why are why are like the alternative ones quote alternative? Like why is it that like why can we not in, exist in a world where the biggest platform allows that for everyone? Well, I think like, I don't know, maybe or is everyone that should just true? switch to Pornhub. Like, yeah. Like what's holding <laughs> to Pornhub back from being Instagram or being Patreon or whatever? Yeah, and and, cause you, and you can choose who to follow, so I don't understand why. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. a, mm -hmm. it should, there should be more leeway. Also the kind of just algorithmic vibe is scary. We posted something, absolutely nothing controversial in it at all, the Michael Imperioli thing. Oh yeah. And just out of the blue, they banned it. And they were like, something in this video violates our terms of service. And we were like, had to do the thing where you, you can fight it and make a, yeah. and mm -hmm. not, it was literally, it was like Appealing. a totally normal. Was this Instagram not, or YouTube? On Instagram. Yeah. It was okay. a totally non-controversial, nothing copyrighted, nothing, it didn't explain it, just said something What in was the video. conversation about? 
It's just like music. It was like <laughs> talking about like, like the music scene in the 80s. It literally was, it was, the, like it really was maybe the least controversial thing we ever posted. And then I fought it. And then they came back and they were like, sorry, still a band. So now there's like a strike on the account for something that From makes that. no sense that just happened in an yeah. algorithm. But like, how is, is it, it helpful? Like, who is it helping to not tell you why that video is banned? I know. It's because it, it's, it's some them. kind of algorithm. And then, so then they happened with Drug Dealer too. Yeah. So our friend who's a musician, yeah. whose band is Drug Dealer. Um, <laughs> His account got banned for like a long Being time. Called drug dealer, and yeah. like he was trying to talk, to, using connect, trying to talk to people, and they just they couldn't get through to anyone. His account was gone for like half a year because of the handle. Is we couldn't figure out, but he was verified too, so that's supposed that's to weird. be. Yeah, but well, then so he, are we. Yeah, yeah. It right. doesn't matter. But I think these places keep everything no, abstract. He, I found out what it is. What? So he kept like doing tests by making like dummy accounts, uh-huh. and. When he wrote "drug dealer" in the bio, that one got instantly banned. So right. he was just writing it in the bio. Oh, oh shit! Like, really? Something yeah. about like the copy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I have the word That's... "asshole" in my bio. I better take it. Yeah, get, it get it the fuck out of there. Yeah. But I think these places keep everything abstract so that they can make arbitrary decisions. Yeah, hundred exactly. percent. Because obviously, yeah. like banning your account is like a huge move, and mm-hmm. like is sort of warlike in a sense. Like it's. Yeah very aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I think that everything remains abstract so that there's no real accountability for Right. It would do them no good for us to know the exact terms and know that we haven't violated them, mm-hmm. right? Or like to be able to prove that. Mm-hmm. Cuz then yeah, they could like ban that's you. what I would like to honestly I would love to see just like show me the receipts. Like honestly show me from the past allegedly the you know all these times that we've violated mm-hmm. the terms over the past decade. Like show me and show me how you've interpreted it that way and why. Because like from our standing, like we're so careful about it. We really think we've been, and this is like several people that all you like have to come to agreement. Like, yeah. you know, you can imagine for a platform that big, like for an account like ours, it's not just like one person, like it's several people that all have to like meticulously like choose a photo, approve it, yeah. approve the caption, like all that stuff. We're so careful, but then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like, us posting this is going to fuck us up. <laughs> Why are you guys called the Ion Pack? It was the name of our group chat that we... Yeah. It Why? It's completely arbitrary. Uh, it's Does Ion stand for something? Nope. <laughs> it's, it, was, it really it's completely is arbitrary. total nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No way. I, I don't buy that. <laughs> it was That's like, impossible. We came in fully remembered. It was some inside joke that formed the group chat name years and years it, ago. It, it was the group really chat work. name for years and years and it just It's probably something so sick that like is. Apple Podcasts would never allow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We can't Spotify we can't, would we can't never talk about allow it. it. Yeah, we can't. it would it would it's violate the terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really just one of those incomprehensible inside jokes and now it you know, it's a podcasting giant. It would get us banned if people really know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Terms of Service, a podcast series starring Alex Kakesi and myself. Today's interview was with Curtis and KJ of The Ion Pack, who you can see more of at patreon.com slash The Ion Pack. Terms of Service is a Pornhub podcast. Our executive producers are Alex Kakesi, Ezra Paget, and me, Asa Akira. Our producer is Ryan Woodhall. Thank you to Ian, Eduardo, Michael, Sana, and the whole Pornhub team. Also our LA team, Bryce Halleck and George Kimmel. And of course, to all of our wonderful guests.